This is the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Welcome back to the Anything Goes podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Neal. Today's guest is Adam Halliday talking about his latest EP, About a Girl, for episode number 136 of the podcast. Before we jump into the interview, though, just want to remind everyone that this podcast is available on all of your favorite platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, SoundCloud, basically wherever you listen to podcasts. Make sure to rate and subscribe so you get the new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. So back on November 15th, Adam released his EP, About a Girl, and it does that great job of mixing that new pop R&B kind of sound on it. I really enjoyed listening to it. He's Murder Beats' newest signee, so he already has a major co-sign, and he's making some great music. He he grew up splitting time between Philadelphia uh, and the UK. I talked with him about what that was like, and also his journey out to Los Angeles, because he dropped out of college and just went out to LA. Didn't really tell his parents fully before he made that decision, and I I just talked with him about how they reacted, how he was able to convince them. And now, after several years out there in L.A., whether it was couch surfing or doing whatever he had to do, sleeping in the studio, he's finally really making a name for himself and releasing some really, really good music. We touch on all of that in this interview. So, let's get started. Can you tell me a little bit about uh, this EP, About a Girl? Um... Yeah, I mean, um, it's a it's it's a piece that's super personal to me. You know, it took probably about you know eight to twelve months to get everything put together and um, and and get everything sounding how we liked it. But I just really wanted to make like you know a digestible full piece of art. You know, a nice body of of, of work instead of going single by single that type of thing. And 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 this sort of all just seemed right. And when the records finally fell into place. Um, you know, it was it. Uh, I sort of knew it. It had to come out into the world. So you know, I'm happy that it was the first release. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And with this being your first release, I guess I want to go more into that recording process. Just take take me through it. When did it start? What was that like? Um, well, it was pretty spanned out. I mean, I did. <clears throat> I was working with um, these producers, uh, my boys Kojo and uh, homie Nikki Quinn. Um, this was probably like. 18 months ago now, maybe a year ago now, and I was just out in LA, just like writing for pitch and trying to place, you know what I mean, trying to place records just on the hustle, and and um, I would go over with them, and and with them it was more just like a natural cookup. It wasn't really like we were trying to write for pitch or write to brief or for any type of artist like that. We were just trying to make good vibes, and we had an awesome couple of weeks where I think we did February 2nd, Falls Down, and uh, and Go Girl, all in the same sort of kind of a month um and then the records kind of sat around for a little while um they didn't really do too much i just knew that they were for me and they weren't for anyone else so that you know they were they never got sent out for pitch or anything like that um and then sort of when the opportunity came came around to uh to put some music out you know i went in search of you know a little distro or something or other like that because i didn't really want to sign a label deal um those were the those were the first ones i thought of you know and then tripping and, uh, and Miss America sort of seemed like the right compliment to those guys as, as well. So, so yeah, those records were actually done a little bit, a, a little while ago. Um, but, yeah, so, yeah, I knew I was holding on to them for some reason. I just didn't know what. And sort of, you know, now I'm, I'm glad that I trust in my gut. 
Yeah, exactly. And so when you started this, you didn't even go into it thinking, oh, these are these records are going to be on my debut EP. You just kind of were making them and saying, oh, I just want these. I'll, I'll figure out the plan later. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I wasn't even necessarily planning at the time, and I did them to put stuff out. I think I was still trying to just sort of like find my way in the industry and 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 write and um, and uh, and place records and sort of you know figuring out my own artistry a little bit. I didn't even know that I was going to drop some music, and then you know six months, eight months go by, and um, and I began to sort of sort of transition my efforts from from writing and pitching to. Um, to, to really wanted to do my own thing. And, you know, I think like when I did them, I knew that I was cult, like, it was a sound, you know, I was cultivating a, a certain sound, but, um, but yeah, when I did them, it was definitely not like, you know, this is going to go on the project. Um, they just sort of, uh, they just sort of fell into place and, and it was, it was nice and it wasn't, you know, I didn't have to put that much effort into uh, stressing about things. You know what I mean? It was, it was pretty natural. So it, it was always, it was always once I decided to go for it. It was always gonna; those three songs were always gonna be included, you know. Definitely. So over the course of that time, when you're decide, when you're thinking about, okay, I, I want to release this this music on my own. I don't want to just you know just write for other people. Was there a specific moment? Was there a specific time where you really said, "Look, I'm going to release this music as myself"? Uh, what was that kind of decision making process like? Um, well, it was interesting. I mean, like I was I was out here like just you know working and grinding and, and I ended up meeting you know you, you begin to climb the ladder a little bit and eventually you know I ended up doing a record that that murder heard um and so I went in I met with him and then we went in this is probably like a year this is probably like a year ago around around the similar time as, as I was telling you before as Go Girl and um Falls Down and uh and uh fucking February 2nd um were made I linked up with murder um, and we just started writing a whole bunch and we started trying to play some records and um, we just weren't really catching anything, but I knew we were making good music, you know, and so did he. And they, we ended up having a conversation at one point. He was like, look, bro, like, we, you know, fuck the writing thing. Like, you got you to gotta put this shit out. You know, we're making an artist project. Um, so, you know, my, my, my tune kind of switched, you know, probably about a year ago. And, and, and I, I think I was I was trying to be logical and I was waiting for someone to tell me that. Um, so I could sort of tell myself that, you know what I mean? And then from that point on, um, we started cooking up. Me and Murder made like a whole tape. And, um, you know, we were looking for sort of like a, a label to, to, to shop it around to. That You know, we had a couple of things that ended up falling through. But, um, but you know, I knew that once I had that conversation with him, I knew, I, yeah, I put the switch in my mind. I was like, all right, I got to go get this, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're, you may be thinking about it yourself, but sometimes you need that kind of outside uh, validation or outside someone else saying you should do this. And I mean, having Murder say that to you was a pretty good, uh, pretty good outside person saying to you, release your own music, man. Yeah, yeah, it was good of him. He sort of like, you know, he could see that I was trying to just, you know, I, I was I was sleeping at the studio and shit. Like I, I didn't I didn't have shit really, but and he could see that I was trying to be sort of rational about everything i think he like you know he, he helped me take the shackles off a little bit and say no nah, you know I'm not, I'm not, you know people need to hear this mm-hmm. exactly and i i, I kind of want to go into that relationship a little bit more with a you know he's an accomplished producer what's it been like to have someone like him in your corner what have you maybe learned from him what does he what has he taught you about this music industry and just making music in general uh, i mean i i learned a lot i learned a lot from him i mean obviously we're two we we, we play two different roles in the studio you know he's a producer and 
uh, he, he's actually a, a, a super capable writer as well and is often sort of, you know, throwing in lyric ideas and melody ideas and things like that. He just likes to cook up and create, you know. But, yeah, I learned a lot from him. I think mo- more just, like, how to how to navigate the industry, you know what I mean? Like, this place is like the wild, it's like the wild west out here, you know what I mean? So, sort of, you know, how to carry yourself and, and, and um, you know, how to treat others and, 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 uh, and and yeah, I think it, it's more it, it, for me for for murder. You know, the most the most thing I learned was like how to communicate, how to be a professional, and then how to work hard. I mean, I, I think the first time that me and murder ever went to the studio, we locked out uh, Paramount. I think we were in there for like eighteen hours, and we did like nine records. And I was like, holy shit! Like we just didn't stop. And I was like, okay, you know, you think you're working hard before, like, nah, you know, you got you, you got to go all the way in. So. So yeah, he told he told me how to how, you know how to how to conduct myself, but also how to work. I mean, no no one spends as much time in the studio uh, as that man for sure. Yeah, it's one thing to say like, oh, you're working hard, but then to see one of these really acclaimed producers and see just how hard they were. Like you said they're 18 hours. I mean, that's that's intense. That is so the work ethic required. You realize is is really up there. Yeah, it was a lot. I mean, we did the 18, went back, fell asleep, got up and went to the studio the next night for another 10 or some shit like that. So, you know, but I mean, I, I, I was I was fortunate because I even, even in me, even in me initially meeting Murder, I think I was like, I was at the studio when I first came out here, I, I, I linked up with a couple of homies um, who were doing really well. This, this, uh, the homie Rasul and the homie uh, Soko who um, had had a couple of good cuts and everything like that. And they kind of like, you know, Soko, especially, he had a studio. He kind of took me in, took me under his wing a little bit. Um, so I was just there 24-7. And I remember, like, the first time, like, Rasul pulled up to the studio at, like, midnight or something like that. We ended up doing this song called Relate. And then, um, oh, no, Rasul pulled up to the studio at, like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m. after, like, a night out. And I was about to leave. So I was like, fuck it, I'll stay. We ended up doing this song called Relate. And he's like, I'm about to send this to Murder right now. I didn't even know he was working with Murder at the time. And then um, he sort of sent it off. I remember we sat around waiting for like 20, 30 minutes. And it was probably like 4 o'clock in the morning at that time. And um, he didn't, Murder hadn't answered him. So Russell was like, ah, uh, it's, you know, it probably wasn't the one, blah, blah, blah. So then Russell leaves. I decided to like, because I was already up, I decided to stay up. And then I think I did one more song with Soko. And then um, Rasul called me back at like five o'clock in the morning. He was like, yo, 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 are you still at the studio? I was like, yeah. And he was like, yeah, I just got off the phone with Murder. He thinks it's crazy and we got to finish it. So we came back, wrote a second verse. Ended up leaving the studio at like 6 a.m. And, I, you know, I met Murder the next week. And, you know, the week after that, I was in the club with Drake. It was like, it was, it was wild. It was, so I, I sort of proved to myself, like, I, I, I almost left at midnight before Rasul got there. So that would have never happened, you know what I mean? So I almost proved him, like that was a kick in the like in the mental for me. It's just like you stay, you know what I mean? You just don't, you stay, you just you, you don't leave. You do one more song, you know. And that's been I sort of follow that mantra, you know what I mean? Always now. Mm-hmm. Exactly, it's like you know the the right place in the right time, but also creating your own luck. It's like by you deciding to work harder, you put yourself in the right spot to where something like that could happen, and it's through your work ethic that you're able to kind of create that luck and opportunity for yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that like when that happened, I was like, oh shit, okay, I I almost left. If I would have left, none of this might have ever happened. So 
you know, it, that, that hard work, that work ethic, that, that, that staying in the studio, that like really putting the hours in, the 10,000 hours in, I mean, that shit, that, that shit is real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Um, I want to go back to your debut EP a little bit more about a girl. Um, with this being your debut, you know, de- debut project, I guess, what kind of story, what kind of message, what, what did you want people to learn about you as an artist uh, with this EP? Well, I mean, it's obviously super vulnerable and it's very, you know, autobiographical. Um, you know, I think I wanted it to be relatable, you know, that's why um, it's, a, it's, 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 it's very specific, but also, you know, it's very specific to me, but it's also quite vague. Like people can sort of find themselves a lot in the records, I feel. And um, that's why I didn't want to make it too... Um, like the title too specific or anything like that. And I think, you know, there's a song on there, you know, for being absolutely in love and being tripping over someone. There's a song over there saying you've had love and you've, and, and you've lost it. There's a, there's a turn up, there's a, there's, a, there's, there's a night at the club when you see the one girl, you know what I mean? So I, I, I really wanted people to just be able to attach to it in, in whatever, you know, whatever kind of relationship things that they're feeling in their life at the time. Cause that, you know I mean? That, that's the thing that moves us most, you know what I mean? Love and emotion. And, and um, yeah, I just wanted people to be able to connect to it and, and be able to hear the songs and, and feel something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're so right with that, that, that being the biggest emotion. There's a reason why there are a ton of love songs because there's just so many different kind of layers to that emotion that you can feel, uh, like you said, over the course of a right. relationship or something like that. Right, right, right. So another thing I saw, and we talked a little bit about this, you know, right at the beginning of the interview, before we got started, you know, I'm, I'm based here out of Philadelphia. You said you spent some time here growing up. I saw you also spent time growing up in Manchester, England. Uh, just what was it like growing up between those two kind of cities? Well, I was I was born in Manchester. Um, I moved to Philly when I was like four. And then I would go back to Manchester like twice, twice or three times a year just because all my family was over there. I mean, um, when we moved to Philly... We were only supposed to be there for like three years. We ended up staying for like 14 or something like that. Um, so I was always bouncing around. I thought my, you know, I've, I've, I've considered myself extremely lucky. You know, I think it's important for people to travel and see how, you know, other people live. And I sort of, I, I grew up, my parents worked super hard and, and, and got us out of a, you know, out of a slightly less nice situation in the UK and put us into a, a slightly nicer situation in Philly but I always felt lucky that I was able to sort of um, see you know see how other people live and 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 have a sort of a broad understanding of you know um, how fortunate how fortunate we were to, to have a nice life in Philly you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah exactly you get to see that other side because sometimes it's like you don't know you know, how great you really have it until maybe you see some other side where you're like, oh man, I should be more grateful for what I have because things could be a lot worse. Other people don't have these things that I might take for granted. Right, right, right. I think it's, I just think it's, it's something I felt lucky doing. I was always moving. I was always traveling. So I think it's important for people to get around and see the world. You know what I mean? It makes you appreciate what you got way more. Yeah, certainly. Um, another thing I saw is that you, you attended uh, Berkeley College of Music uh, you studied there for a little bit. Can you tell me a little bit about that experience studying there? Yeah, I mean that was that was that was, um, that was amazing for me. I mean Boston as a city, like as a whole, um, was huge for me. I didn't have a very good time when I was like seventeen, eighteen. I was I was sort of like struggling with this sort of 
mental you know I was I was kind of depressed and had a little anxiety and I did but I didn't know how to define it you know and I had a really I had a really bad time for a little while and uh, when I moved to Boston um just getting away from that and seeing again seeing that you know my my hometown in Philly was 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 not the epicenter of the world and you know um getting away and 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 making friends that 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 shit saved me man so I was able to you know Boston has done a lot for me um Berkeley specifically as well. I mean, Berkeley, you know, I, I met my manager when I was at school at Berkeley. I met some of my closest friends when I was at school at Berkeley. Musically, I sort of, I, I was, I became a, a harmony nerd for a couple for a couple of years. You know what I mean? And sort of really dove into into the intelligence of music and the understanding of music. And um, yeah, that was all super helpful and super important to me for my you know development. If I, if I didn't go to Berkeley, I don't know if I if I would be out you know be out here in L.A. You know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah Berkeley. Yeah, and then moving out to LA, what was that transition like? What was that decision like to say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna really chase this. I'm gonna go after this full time. Well, I left. I didn't finish Berkeley. I mean, as for as, as great of a time that I had, and for as much as I learned, I was a fucking terrible student. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, um, so I left. Yeah, a couple of my homies were finishing, um, and they were gonna move out to LA, and I was just like, you know. Fuck yeah, you know, if not now, when? You know, I felt like I had, even though I, even though I was leaving school, I had definitely learned a lot and sort of, I played a lot, like performed a lot in Boston and and things like that. So, yeah, I remember I I uh, I didn't tell my parents I left. I was supposed to be going flying back to the UK for Christmas, and then I was gonna fly back in January to start my semester, my spring semester, and I didn't tell my parents. I found a sublet for. Um, for uh, my apartment in Boston, packed up all my shit, and then flew to Manchester for Christmas. And when I pulled up, I was like, I'm not getting on the return flight. I had saved up enough money to buy a one-way ticket to LA. Um, and for two months, my mom cried and tried to get me not to go and to stay in the UK and fucking be a plumber or some shit. And <laughs> I was not having it. And uh, finally, yeah, I think it's like February. She, 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 she kept me in the UK for like two months, but February, I finally got on the plane and got out here. And then, yeah, I was just crashing on couches and then ended up sleeping in the studio. And yeah, it, it was it was a wild, wild journey. But um, but music was always at the center, and, and you know, that's kind of the only, that's kind of the constant that kept me going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So how long have you been out in LA now for? Uh, it'll be like four years in February. So, you've been four four years coming up now in February. You got your debut. You got your debut EP out. Uh, came out last month. I guess just what what is that feeling like? What does it feel like to now have your debut EP out now after these several years working this hard uh, out there in Los Angeles? Um, a little surreal. I can't lie, a little surreal. Um, I try not to get too high or too low about anything, but it's definitely um, it's definitely a proud moment. I think. I don't know. For me, it's always been like looking forward to the next. You know what I mean? I remember thinking like, oh, you know, like when I get my first placement, I'm gonna be all emotional. And then you get your first placement, you're like, I want another one. You know? And then I, I remember being like, when I when I pen it, like when I sign a deal, I'll be all emotional. And then I wasn't. You just want another one. And it was the same thing with the EP. It was like, you know, damn, this is fucking awesome. When can we drop the next one? You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> So yeah, but it feels good though. It feels good. It's definitely a proud, 
you know, a proud thing for, for, for myself and the team and my fam and everything like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's that, it's that always want always want that next step. You get the, get the one thing, but you're not satisfied. You just got to keep working and get that next thing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's like a subconscious thing, but I mean, no successful person is ever satisfied, you know what I mean? So I think I've, I've, I've always been trying to tackle one obstacle and then, and then immediately, you know, not, not pat myself on the back, but look, look, looking for the next one. Well, again, a big thank you to Adam for coming onto the podcast. Remember, go down into the show notes on whatever platform you're listening on. There, I'll have links so you can check out his music, that EP, as well as follow him on Instagram for any other things he has planned for the future. With that, that'll wrap it up for this episode of the Anything Goes with Jackson Neal podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, make sure to subscribe on your favorite platform so you get the new episodes every single Tuesday and Thursday. Also, head over to jacksonneilpodcast.com. That's where I have the archived episodes for this podcast, as well as my sports and music discussion ones. Also, if you're a really big fan of the show, maybe consider becoming a subscriber over on Patreon. Over there, for just a couple dollars a month, you can get access to cool bonus content from a lot of my interviews here on Anything Goes. Sometimes I ask them the, uh, the interviewees some, some questions that I don't think really fits in the overall interview, so I put it into the bonus content. You can access that over on Patreon. I write, record, produce, do everything for these podcasts myself as a full-time college student, so any little bit of support just helps me spend more time making these episodes. If you want to stay up to date on everything I'm doing, you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at JacksonNeil20. Today's music is by Analog by Nature with their song CDK Sunday. Thanks again for listening. I'll see you all next time.